And we are on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm joined by Coach and Yujita. And here we are at the Conference Championship Games to find out who's going to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Yujita, your Eagles are still in the mix. Listen, listen. Sorry, guys. I just just saw myself and I look really stupid. So let me just fix it. Okay. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, my. Uh, I think it looks better them. now. You it looks better them. now. Let's go. Champions. Let's you go. just chased them. Unbelievable. Oh. You, you should have waited a week. I, I just I just want to look good. That's, that's all. No, that's, that's really pushing Don't, hate, don't, don't hate the hat. Hate the hater. Don't hate the hat. Oh, that's if a bad lose, omen. All right. I won't jinx it. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Well, it works. It works right up my alley because I am picking the San Francisco 49ers. But let's because you're let's, an ugly man. Man, listen, I love you, but you are an ugly man. Let's talk That's about why. the AFC first, and then we'll have our battle, Yujita. Uh, Cincinnati at Kansas City. Cincinnati beating the Buffalo Bills, our preseason Super Bowl pick. And coach Joe Burrow started that nine for nine. Uh, to six different receivers and two touchdowns. That's that's how the game started. And then it just went on from there. And it was a dominant display by Joe Burrow, who seems to have ice in his veins. It didn't matter that they were playing at the at the at Buffalo's field in the snow. What did you think of that game? Well don't discount how well their defense played also. Right. Um, the offense did a great job in ball control in completing passes, keeping the clock running. Um, but that defense, when they, they they played really well, I was really surprised um, about Buffalo and some of the things they did not do that they've done pretty well in the season. Even in that week 13, I think, game against Cincinnati, they did some really good things and solid things. But in this, this one, they didn't. Um, and listen, Joey B, man, he can – I don't know how to explain. He just gets in that role and in that trance, and it's like he he sees everything in slow motion, as they say, um, even though it's going NFL speed. Um, I didn't watch the whole All-22, but the decisions I saw him make on the quick and on the fly, such good decisions at the right time, at the right pass, at the right down and distance. Um, really, really impressive. We'll, we'll see how they do against and, – and what? Kansas City's defense is not that great, so – who knows? We'll see. Yujita, were you surprised that Leslie Frazier was not able to adjust early on to what Cincinnati were throwing at them from the Buffalo Bills side? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is what we talked about, that their O-line is already banged up. I think he, he should have made better use of that trench warfare, and we, we didn't really see that. And we saw Bengals really winning that scrimmage line. Um, I think the, their run game, 170-plus yards, 85 after contact. So, you know, before contact, sorry. So I, I don't know what uh, what they were doing. And um, they played zone, I think. And this is where Burrows is really good. I, I mean, even Josh Allen is really good. But he almost Burrows tricked them with a better his eyes. zone player. He, he tricked them yeah, with his did. eyes every time, you know. he would They would actually be looking at him and then he would he would find the open man by sending the whole defense in the opposite direction. That's right. That's right. And then you had really great blocking screams as well in front of him. And, 
you know, Cincinnati just, you know, went, went through their, I mean, their natural form. And this is exactly what they'll have to do with KC. Not, not too much special, but I think they can manage that KC defense if they played the way they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, very uh, surprising from Leslie Fraser that he didn't take advantage. Now, we, we'll talk about Kansas City in a bit, but before we move on from uh, Cincinnati, Coach, I wanted you to talk us through a couple of plays from the Cincinnati side. So let me just put those on my screen right now. This was the touchdown to um, Jamar Chase, um, and we can play it. It's a video, so we'll see how it transpired, right? Um, but can you just talk right. us about the lineups uh, starting there? It was a blown, co- it was a blown safety cover there, um, but well, what, what should have um, Buffalo done in this, in this particular one? I, I I I watched this play and then I went back and watched it live and then I've now gone and watched it here. Um, it looks like a too too high safety, but it, it's actually not. Um, it's actually a single high man under. And the person that really blew this was where's my pen? There it is. Um, number forty nine, unfortunately. Right now, yes, twenty one did get suckered in over here before he came back. But my goodness, I don't know how you blow a coverage with this guy you know blow your coverage with someone else maybe the tight end or whatever but if you'll watch this play you you think 31's the one that's blown the coverage but it's obvious he has man coverage as 34 moves out 100 percent obvious this guy's manned up here we're man up over here now why if they're single high why he is not cheating him being 21 at least to the middle of the field for number one 83 right. probably not going to beat you on a stick or a curl. Um, so if you'll watch how it kind of plays out, um, I think 49 is your problem here. Right. He missed you can see here right when there. we play it, 49 Absolutely. kind of jumped yep. the gun there. Yeah. So he, he's automatically looking, oh, no, I'm in trouble. I forgot. Here's 31 on his man coverage like he's supposed to be, right? Yeah. 88 comes out. 31 comes down on his man coverage. 49 went, oh, I thought I was there, but I'm supposed to be here. He's at a no minimum, he's gotta, if you watch the actual live play, at a minimum, um, he's got to tag him, right? He's right. got to at least knock him off his route in that, that two to three yard span. He ran right by him. When you watch it live, he yep. ran right by him. And then all, all of a sudden, I watched the all 22 from the defensive side. So you can see Jerbo, Joe Burrow. He's looking at 83, and as he looks up from 83, he sees the safety over the top of 83 on the right-hand side of the field. Right. And he's just almost like a smile from his face. He hits number one. He knows he's going to be open automatically, knows it. Right, right. And there's another play there, which was also another one uh, to Hayden Hurst. It was a fake screen. So let me move on to this one over here. Um, talk us through this one, Coach. Um, well, unfortunately, 21 just got sucked in looking at Burrow in the eye, right? So he's, he's got the deep third. I lost my pen again. There we go. He's got the deep third. 31's got the deep middle. 24's got this deep third. This is actually a cover three underneath because they're in the screen look. Yes. Now, yes, they've already been burned by number one. So a lot of people are looking here. Yes. Unfortunately, right. if you, again, if you watch this live, and I'm actually going to change the color for him. If you watch this live, number 21 only looks right here, right? And he's looking for maybe cheating in. I'm, where's Barrow? Where's Barrow? And then all of a sudden, 
off we go to the races. And then he doesn't realize it until, and remember we're NFL speed here. He realizes it probably only one second, 1.1 second too late. And yeah. by then it's over. And there it was, I mean, six different receivers in the first nine throws, two touchdowns and Cincinnati, just a convincing win against the Buffalo Bills there. Um, now, Kansas City played against the Jaguars. Um, we were hoping for some surprises there. Uh, I had a feeling that, you know, the Jags might be able to pull it off, but it wasn't possible. Yujito, uh, what do you think that was down to? Just the MVP, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, man. I mean, even a one-legged M, um, Patrick Mahomes is still a top 10 QB. That's uh, it's what it is. But, you know, I mean, we talked about this Chad Henney thing as well. I mean, this just proves that, there is this, you know, next man up in KC, e even at a specific position like quarterback. And, you know, he goes up and does a 90-yard, uh, you know, play that ends up with the touchdown. So on the other side, I think Jacksonville, we did talk about this. It's going to be overwhelmed with the situation coming into Kansas, uh, you know, playoffs, things like that. But they, they didn't do really badly. I think in the fourth quarter, they had a really immaculate seven-play drive. And they kept it a one-score game. So, you know, big props to them. It, it's a building team. They're going to come back next year. But KC is, you know, it, it looks like even without Mahomes fully fit, they've yeah. got the offensive pieces in places. Travis Kelsey, I mean, he had, what is it, 17 targets on him. And he, he's kind of the guy that Cincinnati will have to come up with. Luana Rumo has to come up with severe defenses to keep him quiet. Isaiah Pacheco, that guy, you know, he's, he's come alive baller. near the end of the season. He's come he's, alive. He's a force to be yeah. reckoned with now. Yeah, Ex exactly. And he ran 21 miles per hour on that touchdown from Chad Henney. I mean, try stopping this. They've got a real run game as well. So, yeah, I mean, Jacksonville, well done. We'll see you next season. Bigger and better. Now, coach, let's look forward to the to the conference championship game. Burroughs, as we know, is 3-0 against Mahomes. He's averaging 327 yards against Kansas City. Um, what are your expectations there? They're the underdogs now, I think, by, I don't know, one and a half, two and a half points. I'm not sure um, Cincinnati are. Um, what are your expectations and predictions for this game? First of all, imagine how much better of an offense Cincinnati is versus Jacksonville, right? Oh, Just yeah. the playmakers they have at the one end, the two and the three, the screen game they run with the tight end. Um, and Jacksonville did a pretty good job of picking apart the defense of Kansas City in that game. Um, and these guys coming in are better than Jacksonville. So um, we'll see. I, I, I think Kansas City can take advantage of some offensive line issues in Cincinnati um, where Buffalo didn't for whatever reason. Um, so I think you'll see maybe a little more pressure on Burrow, but I don't think that phases him very much. Um, he still he he knows within that first half a second to one second what's he what's he what he's seeing and and he's the ball's out of his hands. I think he's right. number one in the league, maybe a two point six two um, average of throwing and also top five in completions. So it's not like he's running for his life and throwing it away. Um, I suspect Cincinnati wins this game. I don't know how. Um, KC is healthy enough, but I think they win it because I don't think the Kansas City defense is good enough to stop Cincy as well as Cincy is playing at the moment. Um, but I also see maybe a pretty high scoring game, honestly. Um, I can see it being like a 
you know, 36-30 or something like that. Um, definitely. But I think Cincinnati wins the game. I have them canceling each other out, but I, I, I tend to agree with you there, coach. And I looked at one statistic here. If they pressure Mahomes, if they're successful in pressuring Mahomes, Mahomes has the highest number of interceptions under pressure after Dak Prescott in the whole of the NFL. I mean, he his numbers tumble quite significantly um, uh, when he's under pressure. Um, so, I mean, another thing is that Burroughs doesn't seem to be phased by his surroundings. I think if, if he wins this game, they can change Arrowhead to Burrowhead. I mean, he, he could Ooh, own, nice. he could own oh, nice. that town. Yujita, uh, do, you, do you agree or, or, or do you see do you see Kansas City edging, edging this one? Uh, no, I think since he's got it, I mean, uh, what you said, you know, this is what the three losses um, uh, against Cincinnati. And I looked at the stat where if you look at Mahomes in those three games, Mahomes' first half stats is 74% on completion, 500 yards, and then you come to this and six touchdowns. And then you look at the second half, he's at 54%, 200 yards, zero touchdowns, multiple interceptions. So it's Luana Rumo. He is changing up the defense coverage, and he knows how. I think he knows how to keep the uh, just like with Buffalo. He knows how to keep right. these guys, mobile quarterbacks, in the pocket. So Mahomes is going to Mahomes or Chad Henney, whoever comes in there, will have to just be a pocket passer, and they are going to have. They're going to see a lot of mixed coverages, all sorts of stuff. And I think Cincinnati has their number. Uh, it's pressure on KC. This is how I see it. Right. Cincinnati defense is great. Offense, we know. And look, if KC want to stop Cincinnati's offense, they're going to have to mix up their own coverage. I mean, you know, play man on Chase one time, bracket him another time, send in some blitzes, co turn cover to the cover three, whatever. They're going to have to play some serious different game out there. Yeah. But I think Cincy for the win, though. Uh, see, we're all leaning Cincinnati, but let's not. Uh, uh, no, first thing is that Mahomes' uh, injury seems to be okay. He practiced, he had a full practice. He seems to be running around just fine. I think he's going to play no matter what. I mean, this he is won't him. play. Yeah. And another thing, yeah. we, we need to also remember this is a guy who has come to this stage uh, of the playoffs for the last five years. Uh, you're talking about five consecutive years. So Mahomes deal. is there in the final four. Deal. But I think if it's number five now and he doesn't get a Super Bowl, it'll be one Super Bowl and five tries. That could be seen as a really a, a big missed opportunity for him to cement himself as one of the all-time greats there. And you, you never know in the NFL how long someone's going to be healthy for. So to have five trips to the conference champion championship round and, and not it's win legit. multiple Super Bowls, it's, 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 it would be a bit of a, uh, of a disappointment for Kansas City. So we're all leaning to Cincinnati. Uh, but we can never discount the greatness no, that no. is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, uh, I look, think I think uh, yeah. Chris Jones is also going to be a big factor in this game. Uh, you know how he attacks that banged up O line of Cincinnati. It, it's going to have a big effect. I, I, I think a, if they yeah. limit if they limit number eighty seven for Kansas City, they win the game uh, right. fairly easily. If he has a halfway decent game to a good game, then Cincinnati could yep. be in trouble. Yeah, right. and I in the in the previous game, Yujito um, was exactly correct. They shut him down in the second half, right? Not just Mahomes, but right. also number eighty-seven, and that's that's the key, I think, to beating Kansas City, and they do a good job of it.
either way, I think this thing gets decided by a field goal. It's going to be very. I actually have both games being decided by a field goal uh, oh. uh, in this particular one. So let's uh, let's see how it goes. All right, let's move on to the uh, NFC. Yujita, your Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I could say it's a bit of fool's gold there playing a kind of a, I don't know, a Pop Warner team in the New York Giants. It would have been the same with the Minnesota Vikings, but are you feeling yourself going into into this championship game? Do you feel confident? Well, don't do that on camera. You saw the hat. I'm halfway there, man. Come on. I mean, I, like I told you, I love you, man. And, you know, you, you have a great podcast, but you're an ugly, revolting man. And, and I'm saying it here, okay? Because <laughs> you've been against the Eagles no matter what, you know? And then they've come this far, but it ain't good enough. What do you want from the Eagles? I'm, I'm putting the question to you now. I'm the host now. What do you want the Eagles to prove? What should they do to convince you? Muhammad, go. Nothing. If, if, if they just go up against uh, inferior opposition. I just don't think that they're better than the San Francisco 49ers. This is a team that hasn't lost since the 23rd of October. Uh, and yet they are the underdog. Uh, they have one of the best coaches that knows how to figure uh, uh, offenses and defenses out. Uh, they have the, the pieces all around. Nick Bosa needs to be stopped for you guys to win this. And I'm yet to see anybody stop Nick Bosa. You have Christian McCaffrey, who obviously I have a soft spot for coming from the Carolina Panthers. Um, he has a, a a calf injury there, which I hope is not uh, is not too serious. Oh, he's back in practice. So but that's again, you, I'm going to give it to you. You're looking at two top defenses playing each other as well. We cannot kind of uh, underestimate the defense of Philadelphia, but and especially with the with the with the pass rush again, Hassan Reddick, who is uh, a former Carolina Panther. You've got sweat that's out there, um, so I'm 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 not saying that this is going to be, you know, San Francisco walk, walking all over you. I've got it 23 to 20 to San Francisco. It will be decided by a field goal, but this is this is it. This is the time where I think San Francisco stops the Philadelphia train. Coach, do you agree? No. Hey. Oh, all right, go ahead, coach. I'll come. I'll come. Um, you know, I want to go now or come to be honest. I think the two best tackles in football play for Philadelphia, um, right? And when you have the two best tackles, no matter which side they're going to move Bosa to, um, I think they can neutralize him enough, right? I also think San Francisco really hasn't played a running quarterback in a while, um, and running quarterbacks hist historically have given. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's defense is some trouble. Um, so I think that's in Philly's favor. Now I'm, I'm with you. I don't think there's a runaway train any either side of this. Um, yep. These are not your New York Giants, as we say, right? Um, or the Dallas Cowboys on the flip side of that. I, I hope it's a really good game. Um, for me, I just think if, if he is 100% healthy um, at the moment, as good as their line is playing, as good as their play calling is, um, I think run, a running quarterback will give San Francisco some problems um, and they'll do enough. I still think Bosa has a good game, um, but I think they'll do enough, maybe even with some misdirection. On the other side, um, I discounted Purdy last week against Dallas. I was completely wrong. He did not. The, the situation was not too big for him. Right. Um, he played calm and cool. I think their play calling really helped him. 
Um, and to be honest, that McCaffrey kid's pretty darn good, isn't he? Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just about McCaffrey as well. He has a lot of options to throw to. If you close down Kittle, for example, he still has Debo Samuel. He still has Ayuk. He still has Christian McCaffrey that can catch the ball as well as run with the ball. So he has a lot of options there. Now, let's let's go back and look at a couple of plays again, because I just want to start with, with Philly against the New York I, Giants. I don't want to say anything about Philly. No, not yet. We all right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Yujita. Go ahead. Uh, critique what we're saying. I mean, coaches on your side. I'll keep it. No, l- listen, I, I have no doubt this is going to be a crazy battle. And again, this is going to be won or lost at the scrimmage line because you've got right. you know best lines going against each other in the NFL possibly, and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, but. You know, look, I harped on Jonathan Gannon, and that's where I'll concentrate. I harped about him, you know, not doing the right things. I harped about, you know, there's not been a great rush scheme going on as well. You know, secondary, all that stuff. And, you know, what we saw with the Giants, and I know uh, Coach is going to break down one of these uh, films, but just before we, you know, get to that, the the looks that they gave, you know, it it was all mixed up, especially on third down. And I had a problem as well. Uh, and especially in the New Orleans and the Dallas game regular season where a lot of laid downs were just given away. But, you know, in the Giants game specifically, you had instances where the defensive end, and they look, they'll show four or five, but the defensive ends would drop back. Right. And then you, you CJ Gardner, you know, come through the middle to, uh, from the, from the uh, slot and, and rush. And then you'll have the same look, but then the defensive ends wouldn't drop back and Josh Wedd would come through or the defensive ends drop back and the linebackers come through on overload on the other side. So all of these, you know, this is where Jones wasn't able to figure out where to pass because it was just happening so quickly. Okay, so, you know, I'm really glad about it. You're going to need that kind of thing to go up against Shanahan's offense. Um, so, you know, that looks pretty good on offense. Hertz looks, he's almost back to maybe 95%. Um, yep. And the other issue I had with Dexter Lawrence, if you remember, I thought he was going to be a problem at no tackle. But what did they do? Gainwell and Sanders just went right through the middle. I thought right. they were going to go on the sides, but no, they went up the middle, 260 whatever yards. So you know, so I'm I'm confident it's not going to be an easy game for sure. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, but it's going to come down to which quarterback you trust. And if you're going to tell me you're going to trust. You know, your Mr. Irrelevant Purdue, what's his name, Purdy, uh, just because he's going to be a Netflix special next year over a possible MVP candidate in Jalen Hurts, you are operating outside your mind clinically. I'm telling you. <laughs> see, listen, I, I, I agree with parts of what you said. I think that, you know, the pass rush was, I mean, the defense defensive looks were mixed around so much that even Bark, um, um, uh, Daniel Jones was was making the wrong decisions. You force him to make some. And I want to I want to go through this through this particular play. And coach, you could talk us through it. And Yujita, you can give us your opinion on it as well, um, because it's 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 a prime example of that. So this is uh, Bradbury's interception uh, where Jones uh, tried to throw the ball here, and instead of throwing it to to Saquon Par- Barkley, number tw- uh, twenty six, there, he ended up just not making the right decision so let's have a look so daniel jones gets the ball throws it and bradbury intercepts it there coach talk us through this one a little bit you can see that number 26 is wide open 
Yeah, if you'll reset it, um, I think they've been setting this up for about three games, maybe four games. Yujita made a point about, you know, I was unhappy in the Dallas game. I was unhappy in the New Orleans game. Um, I think this is, to me, defensive back coaching 101. I went back and watched a few of the plays where they're in this, this nickel defense or dime defense, if you will, right? So they're giving him – there's my pen. They're giving him a man look, okay? Yeah. So when they give him that man look with a single high, this guy is walking up to the line of scrimmage, going to man up on number 80. Two is 12 off. He's been running man coverage most of the day. So when they give Jones this look, and if you'll also pay attention, 24 is also between eight and nine yards off. Right. Right. And so earlier in the season, probably six times, eight times, maybe 10 times, Daniel Jones has seen this on film. He sees number 24 in their nickel defense. He, he sees man across with a single high 32. He knows my, I've got to throw it to 86, right? That's my look. That's where I have to go. Right. Yes. Now, normally what number 24 does in this look is he takes three to four steps as a back pedal. Normally right. when you watch him on film. So right now, Jones goes, all right, I'm, I know before I even snap the ball, he's eight plus another three to four. I'm going to hit him on a quick eight-yard hitch or an eight-yard stop, right? And I can make that, and then we'll go second and seven, second, third, second and six, whatever the case may be. Right. Number 24 was awesome. He took one step and then came straight up. So they baited him. They knew it. They, they knew he was seeing all this on film. See that one step. Yeah. Yes. Now, to Jones's not defense, he threw a bad ball. He throws that inside and he can't throw it inside. It's got to be an outside release ball. Right. Yes. So they baited him and they said, all right, we're going to kind of show this little man look. We know that you're going to throw it here. And he just gets strong. So good on the defense of showing that up. Now, yes, the obvious option after the interception um, is number 26 out of the backfield, but Jones wouldn't know that. He's already made his decision to throw it to 86 and would never even think about that as an outlet out. So would so that be a, a, a situation – Is that would, would that be a situation of a play where you have to go with your first look because it's, it's kind of like a, a quick play? So I, I don't know if it's a first look for him as much as – I think for him, the at least as I understand Brian Dable's offense, right. your first looks change depending upon what front they give you. So yep. in a normal quarterback, first look, second look, third look, normal quarterback, not normal, probably half the quarterbacks in the NFL, they know I've got to look here first. For Dable's offense, and this is why the guy, the Allen was so good at it in Philly, he could change all that on the fly and so could the receivers. The Giants are struggling with it a bit, but the, yeah. the first look is probably number 18, likely. Because if you look at Burrow, when he walks up to the line of scrimmage, his first look is here. Yeah. Yeah. And then he notices that 24 is about eight yards off or so. And then he immediately changes in his brain. And you can see it happen. And I yeah. think he did the, I've got the ball. I look the one second. I see the defensive back take his step back. I'm assuming he's going another three or four. I'm throwing. And 24, I think, really good coaching. They definitely practice this in practice. He takes one step, and then he comes, right? So they fooled Jones. Jones threw a bad ball. Um, but 
they've been showing on film three back pedals, four back pedals, three right. back pedals. And this one, you definitely could tell on this one, 24 is like licking his chops. He's like, he's going to throw it here. I know he is. And he threw a bad ball, but still, it was fun to watch. Yujita, I mean, you can also look at number 23 here, how quickly he got to the quarterback. So the kind of pressure that you have as well, straight away, almost unblocked, straight to the quarterback. So is that something that you think Philly will be counting on to throw Mr. Irrelevant off his game uh, early on in, in, in the game? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if this was a third down play. I think it might have been because this was definitely this play right here was definitely a bear trap because right. they've, they've been showing similar looks all third down. If you go back like three, four third downs before this, this is one of the plays where the defensive ends didn't go back to cover and, and Josh Wed comes straight through. So they were ready for this play. They, they knew exactly where Daniel Jones was going to throw it to the left side because that's where Josh Sweat came from. And I think it was Gardner who had it fully covered. And for sure, this is where Purdy, you're going to have to keep him in the pocket and rush him with these similar looks, but disguised coverages for sure. Now, the pass so rush is really here, good, but you really can... You can still run the ball on Philly. I think that's the one area where they could probably take advantage there. Um, are you scared of the run game from, from San Francisco? I'm not, not initially, for sure. Now, one of the things we saw with Christian McCaffrey as well uh, in, in last week's game was he wasn't really effective in the first half, if you remember. He was much more effective like third, I think mid-third quarter afterwards when the O-line started to stir up a bit. So... Um, like I said, it, it's it all going to depend on how that RD line, which has been really good with all the sacks, hits the offensive line off San Francisco to to cut off those links. You know, so it, of course it's definitely going to be a worry, but I think that D line can really handle it. Try to stop that game early on, run game. I think Dallas made a conscious decision to stop the run, and I think they dared Purdy to beat them with his arm. And right. And that's why you saw CMC very slow in the beginning. Um, even one of the jet sweeps, they had that covered pretty good with Ayuk early in the game. Um, the screen game didn't work the first few times in the first half, they called it. But then you, they got behind on the scoreboard, right? So they can't just load up and stop the run. They, right. they need to, you know, try to find some ways to stop the clock, not just stop the run. I don't know what Philly will do there. If it were me, I would make sure CMC doesn't beat me. Um, I, I would challenge that quarterback and see if he really does have it. Yeah, and, and they did stop. I think there was like three or four yards per carry maximum during the game, I think. So it, it is possible, but let's see. Let's see how it goes. So safe to say, Yujita, that you're predicting that your Eagles are going to win this one. And yeah, coach. Plus, hey, you're playing in Philly. Yeah. So you, you know what? As well. I will... <laughs> Put three burgers on the line for this one. Oh, hey, oh, I'm I'm down to one hour now. You're down to eight. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You're down to eight. You we are checked, not down to one hour. Check the footage from the previous one. It's eight <laughs> hours in McDonald's or eight burgers. Eight hours. Yeah. Eight. So you've got eight. I'm going to put three on the line. So this either takes you down to five or takes you back up to 11. Oh, so, 11. Yeah. Uh, I got Deal? nothing to lose. I already got the cap. I got nothing to lose. All yeah, right. there you go. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. It's going to be an exciting game. Now, let's talk a little bit about 
the NFL awards here. Just a quick fire round, right? So I'll 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 give you guys the awards and who are the finalists. Uh, let's start with MVP. So the finalists are Josh Allen. Uh, you've got Burrows, you've got uh, Hertz, you've got Justin Jefferson, the token non-quarterback that they would put in there every year, uh, who has no chance of winning it at all. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Ujita, I'm guessing Hurts uh, for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I like to say Hurts, but I think realistically, um, I did say Mahomes before, and I think I'll still stick with Mahomes for the moment. Yeah, I think Mahomes. Yeah, I think they'll probably give Hurts the uh, Offensive Player of the Year. Just as a, the year. Yeah, so you've got Tyreek Hill there, Hurts, Justin Jefferson again, Patrick Mahomes. So I think they split they split these between the two. Um, defensive Player of the Year, you've got Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. Coach, I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, Bosa, runaway. Runaway, right? Yeah, I think if had 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 Dallas, although this is a a regular season award supposedly, and I don't know why they don't award it right after the regular season, but had Dallas gone a little bit further in uh, uh, in the playoffs, maybe Micah Parsons would have would have a chance. By the way, let's let's take a quick pause here and talk about that last play by the Dallas Cowboys. Why do we want to do that? We start last call. How? I mean, do do I guess my question is this: Do we now have the worst, the new worst play in NFL history, Coach? <laughs> yes, definitely. I, there, there's nowhere on any planet in the NFL where I can see that being a good last play trick play. Uh, no, there's no planet, right? There's just I don't understand how you can put your 15 million dollar running back and let him get absolutely planted. <laughs> it's like they just put him up in front um, of a train, you know. <laughs> was that My Turpin? Goodness. Was that Turpin who got slammed? Yes. I think it was supposed to end up with Ilya. But look, the way I see it, this just gives the Cowboys a reason to say, "Ah, oh, we lost that game because of this," you know. No, I, I, I yeah, think that might have even caused their offensive coordinator to not get a job, maybe even in Carolina. Ooh. I think he was a pretty strong contender. And right. that game, I think, changed them back to Frank Reich is what I think. Yeah, Frank Reich got the job. Uh, yeah, let me let me speak about that for a little bit. Uh, because I think we all wanted Steve Wilkes to get it, right? But I don't mind this as much for one reason. Because it's about time that Carolina have an offensive-minded head coach. Right? We've had... Since Ron Rivera has been defensive-minded head coaches throughout, and I hope that Frank... But this will only work if Frank Reich is able to get another quarterback. Uh, it can't be with Sam Darnold, because if we're sticking with Sam Darnold, then it might as well have been Steve Wilkes. He had the locker room. He's from the town. Uh, by the way, Frank Reich also quarterbacked in the first ever snap played by the Carolina Panthers. So this is a little sure bit of a, of a homecoming yeah. for him. Um and I would say probably that there are no quarterback names out there that you think can come and change things, other, unless it's Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think he's hey, coming uh, to Carolina. Tom Brady. I'm Tom, Tom Brady moving to a division rival. I don't know if he'll do that. Listen, I mean, if Brady moves out of Tampa, he's gonna he's gonna go to a place where the team is kind of okay. Uh, right, kind of built, and you know, I'm gonna say the Bears. Okay, but that won't happen because of feels. Panthers, uh, you know. How about the Raiders? Houston, Raiders, Houston, maybe, but I don't think you go to Houston. But no. he's gonna go to a team where it's already halfway there, and just go a little bit over, play one more season, 
get into the playoffs. Right. So why not? If, yeah, if he plays, Brady will go somewhere where there's a good offensive line and at least one playmaker um, on the outside as a number one receiver, and that's not the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I, I've heard uh, another two other names that were floated around, and I really hope one of them doesn't come to to the Panthers, and that's Derek Carr. Um, I so think that was he's going to be your quarterback. Oh my God! <laughs> Here we go. And the other one was Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd rather have Jimmy G. Yeah, I think he'll bring some character to the team there on offense as well. So let's see. He's a game manager. You, you're gonna need you need you need a hardcore quarterback. Look, Frank Reich is Frank Reich likes game managers though. Frank Reich does like game manager quarterbacks very very much. Agree yeah. with that. Agree with that. Coach, what do you think of uh, Nathaniel Hackett's uh, hiring as an offensive coordinator for the New York Jets? You know, I, I thought the same thing when they hired him for Denver. I thought that that meant that Aaron Rodgers was definitely going to go to Denver. They're going to make that trade happen. Um, with him being hired at the Jets, you know, now Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, you don't think he's going to the Jets? See him. I don't think – I do, do not think he will go to the Jets. I can't see him wanting to go to New York and deal with that press as much as he hates the press already. Right? Um, I just that would be fun that. to watch. If, if, if he plays, he'll play in Green Bay and restructure his contract. If he okay. plays. What if I he plays. Okay. Yeah. And apparently Vic Fangio might be making a comeback as a defensive uh, we, coordinator. So that's, that. yeah, we need the defensive yeah. coordinator at the Panthers as well. So uh, let's see if, if that was, uh, that's going to happen. He's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's look at the rookies here. So for the awards, offensive rookie of the year, you've got Brock Purdy, you've got Kenneth Walker from Seattle, and then you've got Garrett Wilson from the Jets. Coach, who's your pick? Um, I would have probably said the kid from Seattle uh, after about game seven, game eight, week nine. Now I think Purdy wins it going away. Yeah, yeah. Defensive rookie of the year, Yujita, Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchison from Detroit, or Tariq Woolen from Seattle? I'm going with Tariq Willem, man. I like what he's what I saw there. I think Aiden Hutchinson from from Detroit. I think he's as a Aiden new linebacker. You know, singing the Billy Jean in uh, in Hard Knocks. You know that. Knocks, yeah, you want to go with him, but yeah, I mean, look, this yeah. guy made. Yeah, he's he made a game changer too. He is a game changer. The, the one I think is, is most difficult to pick here is the comeback player of the year. So you've got Christian McCaffrey, you've got Saquon Barkley, and the last one is who I think is probably going to get it, Geno Smith. Geno Smith? Yeah. His, his career was all but over. He was almost a laughing stock of the NFL in the last two quarterback roles that he, that he had. Surely he wins it. Um, right? Surely. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think Barkley will win it. Um, CMC could, you know, after coming off that pretty big injury from him last year, um, I can see that. Um, but I still think Geno Smith is the best story. Yeah. And NFL likes the stories for those type of awards. But with that, how good how good do the Seattle Seahawks look right there? Tariq Wollen, Kenneth, uh, right. whatever, and uh, Geno Smith. Three of them in that. You've got Tariq yeah. Woolen, yeah, you've got Kenneth Walker, you've got Geno Smith, all uh, candidates, which brings me to the last <laughs> award that I want to talk about, which is the Shocker, Coach of the Year. Uh, you've got Brian, Brian Dabble, you've got Sean McDermott, you've got Doug Peterson, you've got Kyle Shanahan, and Nick Sirianni. No Pete Carroll, no Dan Campbell. Well, I, I give it to Brian Dabble, man. 
I give it to Brian. Dillon. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But I, I, just, I, I don't know why. I mean, Sean McDermott for me is doing what we expected of him, right? I don't think he did anything that's significantly no. different from the year before. If, As if a coach, did, give us give us your thoughts, coach, on this one. I think just pure coaching on what they were set up to do, um, the Philly coach should probably win it um, because they were set up. They went out and got the pieces he wanted to go get to take the next step in the NFC East, not just in the playoffs. Right. Um, and he did it. Um, for someone who wins with nothing, um, if that's the case, then probably the Giants coach because he won with nothing. I don't right. know how you couldn't put um, Carroll in there from Seattle. How do you not put the guy from Detroit? My goodness. Right. He, talk about winning with nothing. Um, and, and they won just as many games as the Giants did. So, yeah. No, for, for me, I, I would probably go with Doug Peterson and what he has done with uh, with Jacksonville. I mean, that was quite a turnaround. No, uh, if you look at – if you take Doug yeah, but he's, he's got a star quarterback too. Sorry, yeah. But you know, no, no. I'm just saying that if you if you take Doug Peterson and Brian Dable, you gotta go with Dable. I mean, almost nothing to play off, right? In in this case, so um, yeah, Dable for me. I'd like it to be Sirianni for sure, but uh, Brian Dable. I don't know. Jacksonville was pretty much almost nothing when that other coach was there. They were pretty bad last year. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was which I think for me, they probably started a little behind because even Trevor Lawrence had a catastrophic year under that. Uh, old, what was his name? Yeah. The infamous Urban uh, Meyer. Urban uh, Meyer. Urban. That's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> the coach knows him guys well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coach has a few rooms with them now. All right. I don't so, know. I, I would like – I actually – I like Brian Dable. I, I like him. From what I understand, he's good in the locker room. When you watch him um, in his play calling and how he deals with his players on the field, I like how that, you know, works in his favor. So I would like for him to win it. All right. Cool. Now, before we wrap this up, Yujita, you obviously predicted Philly to go to the Super Bowl and Cincinnati. That's your prediction. Who would you rather Philly go up against in a Super Bowl? Casey. Why? Kansas City. Honestly, they're more predictable than Cincinnati. I honestly think that Anarumo will will dial up some defensive looks that Eagles will find more difficult than Reed. Yeah, and who's the Spagnola is in defense? Right. All right. All right. Okay. It's, it's a tough oh. one. I'm telling you, like, I've never struggled to pick games did, did, like this one. I've got to... Hear, did What's we that? hear coach's prediction on the NFC game? I don't think we heard it. Did we? On the NFC game? Coach. coach. Yeah. We didn't hear no, it. You, you did not hear it. That's right. Did I not? Oh, wow. Okay, coach. He did not do it. He did not do it. I'll take um, San Francisco by field goal. That's what I've got. 23 to 20. Wow. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know that's exactly what our old our old friend Mark would do the same thing. He would talk up Philly. He would say, "Oh, you know, I like Philly's offense." And then when it came down for prediction, he'd be like, "No, nah, I can't bet the Philly." No. Mark, listen. Mark was all the way with me on 2017. All right. He trusted in me. He trusted in the Philly. We went all the way, and I know I know he's got Philly in my back this time. Listen. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Philly by a score 20, by a TD score, 
See, in 2017, I think Mark was being a good friend, right? But if he were here today on a podcast <laughs> where we go back and forth... He would not pick the Eagles. No way. And it won't even be close. He'll probably pick San Francisco by two two touchdowns or something like that. It would it would be yeah, by a gap just I'm, to get under your skin. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. he, see, see, he'd do that publicly, and but then he would text me later and to say why he did it. And yeah, then he yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And, but I have to go with this way. That's what he would do. I can't wait. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be this is this is the toughest two games I've ever had to pick. I think it's the closest two games ever because you I just don't know what's going to happen. Same way. I mean, that just tells you that the four best teams are up there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And coach, I think for the Cincinnati KC game, I've actually got the under for that one. I think they take about a quarter, quarter and a half to figure each other out and get their offenses going. I doubt it's going to be a shootout. It's, 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 a shoot it's not it's not conventional goal. wisdom, but I think that's what's going to happen. I don't know why. High scoring game. At one point in the fourth quarter, I think since he scored like 14 or, or 17 points in their last game in the fourth quarter, like know, even in the yeah. last 10 minutes or something. So I've, I've seen, what was it? Was it last year? Or the, it was last year where Mahomes scored that, the Buffalo and Mahomes. And then Buffalo and Mahomes, they scored 28 points in three minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're right, because I think in all those three losses, Casey were always up over Cincinnati. Yeah. Or yeah, and then they gave it away. I don't know. I I, I won't I won't bet the over under in that game just because I'm not sure. Um, if, if I were a betting person, I would probably go for a for a parlay on two unders just to see what would oh, happen. Don't even yeah. talk to me about over under parlays. Don't even start. <laughs> All right. I, I think honestly, whoever wins from both games, I still think that we have an amazing Super Bowl, right? There isn't one team that yeah, would get there where you say, like if it's Absolutely. if it's Cincinnati, San Francisco, if it's Cincinnati, uh Philly, I mean all combinations just we're we're set up it's for a great, cool. great end to the season, I think. Absolutely. I part of me wants Philly to win. Just so when we do our Super Bowl picks, um, Ujitha will be off his rocker. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can put a lot of burgers on that one, huh? <laughs> what, what do I have to lose to go against Philly in the Super Bowl once they've reached there? It's your team. It's your team. It's your yeah, team. It you can't go against them. Yeah. Yeah, although in some uh, Pickham's leagues that we played, we've had some people we know that would pick against their own teams once in a oh, while. That's, yes. that's a cardinal yeah, sin. That's huh? a rule. Realistically, I'm not going to pick realistically. That's for right. sure. All right, guys. All right. It's been a great episode. Can't wait to talk about the Ooh. outcome of these two games and preview our Super Bowl uh, uh, in a couple of weeks. So great episode. This has been Sports Unhinged. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you guys next week. Hold on, guys. Off we go. See ya.